Good morning, United Church of Marco Island, and happy Easter to all of you. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Our scripture passage for this morning is the story of Easter, of course, and it comes from John's Gospel today. This is John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on, the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out Aramaic, Rabbani. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts this Easter morning be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. Some days ago, I found myself in need of fresh air. At home during this stay-at-home order, one of the ways I have kept myself sane is by going outside for a walk with my family just about every day. And when I was out for my walk, I bumped into a neighbor, and she had been socially distancing herself 
from friends and from family for the better part of four and a half weeks. And I asked her, how are you doing? And she described her emotional state using this word. She said, well, you know, I feel empty. She shared with me that she had felt alone and that there was this void in her heart that was not quite full. And she simply began to repeat that phrase in our conversation over and over again. I feel empty, empty, just empty. Well, in recent days, I've been chewing on that word, empty, and I would hesitate to ever psychologize the Easter story. But my sense is that when we enter the Easter story in John's Gospel, if there was ever a word that I would use to describe Mary Magdalene as she walked to the empty tomb, it would be just that, empty. Scripture doesn't tell us exactly why Mary was out in the middle of the night. She was probably out in the middle of the night near Jesus' grave because she was doing what we do when we have lost loved ones. She was out looking for comfort. She was out having a moment trying to find peace. And my sense is that she was up late in the middle of the night, perhaps worried. I see a version of Mary here in John chapter 20 with dark circles underneath her eyes. I see Mary in a moment of despair. I see Mary hurting because of her loss of Jesus and of his gruesome death on the previous Friday. I see Mary here in this text hurting. I see Mary alone. I see Mary experiencing a great deal of heartache. I see Mary in this text empty. Very, very empty. And you and I, this particular season, we get her emptiness, do we not? For as we remain home during this stay-at-home order, each and every one of us perhaps feels the kind of emptiness that Mary felt on that first Easter morning. For part of what has been interesting about this virus-stricken Easter in 2020 has been the extraordinary emptiness that we all feel. For on this Easter Sunday, April 12, 2020, we are none other than empty. Our public spaces are empty, our office buildings are empty, our retail stores are empty, Disney World is empty. Our bank accounts are empty. The grandstands at Augusta National Golf Club are empty. Our schools are empty. And yes, today, even our church is empty. You know, I doubt that there has ever been an Easter in our lifetime when we have walked to the tomb on Sunday morning of Easter. 
and have felt the kind of emptiness that Mary felt. And there perhaps will never be an Easter in our lifetimes when we will ever walk to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning and feel the emptiness that Mary Magdalene felt. For today, we are empty. But it is right here at this moment in the Easter story when God, in the midst of Mary's despair, in the midst of all of that emptiness, in the midst of all of our emptiness, that God opened Mary's eyes and opened our eyes to a far greater emptiness. The tomb is empty too. And if the tomb is empty too, then no matter what despair it is we are feeling, we have hope. For the one hope that has brought together cultures and continents over the millennia, in the face of every bit of hardship, pain, disease, war, famine, all of it, that one hope that has brought people together for centuries has been none other than this, Christ is risen. Christ is risen today. Are you empty this morning? Of course you are. But the tomb is empty too. And insofar as the tomb of Jesus Christ is empty, you have hope. I have hope. On this very empty Easter morning, you say, Pastor, I feel so down. I am empty. The tomb is empty too. Pastor, I am so tired. I feel empty. The tomb is empty too. Pastor, I am so worried about what the future of our world looks like. I feel so empty this Easter. The tomb is empty too. Pastor, I grieve on this Easter Sunday morning the loss of someone I love or the loss that our nation and our world is experiencing because of the virus. I feel so empty. The tomb is empty too. Pastor, this is so strange on Easter Sunday morning. I feel so alone. I am so empty. Well, the tomb is empty too. The tomb is empty too. And insofar as the tomb is empty, we have hope. And the kind of hope that God shares back with Mary Magdalene in this text, and that God shares with all of us in this text, isn't just some general kind of hope on Easter. You know, the hope of better weather or the hope of a flower. It is a very specific kind of hope. Scholars are quick to point out that the hope that Mary experiences really is defined by verse 14 in John 20. For when Mary realizes that the tomb is empty, one of the first things Mary does in John 20 verse 14 is she turns around. In other words, she turns her attention from that which was old, from that which used to be in the tomb, from that which was the past to that which was ahead of her. And she begins to start identifying Jesus only when she looks where for Jesus, 
when she looks out ahead for Jesus. We Christians over the centuries have referred to this looking ahead for blessing, this looking ahead for Christ as hope. That is our Easter hope, that ahead of us a better day will surely come. One of the ways I often like to illustrate this hope is an illustration that I heard some years ago from the chaplain at uh, a Baptist hospital in San Antonio, Texas. He was sharing with a group his life story and his testimony, and he began to start talking about how early in his walk of Christian faith, he would always pray that God would come to him and would unload in his front yard the brinks truck of all of God's blessings all at once. And as he prayed and waited for this to happen, he found himself not having a very good attitude and not being a, a very nice person. And then he began to realize over time and with faith that God's brink truck of blessings wasn't just going to come all to him at one time, but rather it had always been out ahead of him, unloading a blessing at every single turn. And as he kept living out his faith and walking that journey, he realized that some of God's blessed blessings were in that truck out ahead of him. That's hope. To know that the truck of God's blessings isn't stuck, but it is out ahead of us, ensuring that a better day will come, and one by one, we will collect those blessings. Yes, we may feel empty now, but the tomb is empty too. You know, one of the peculiar temptations that we all feel on this empty Easter Sunday is to say to ourselves, you know, the best of what has happened in our lives and in through the power of God has come and gone. You know, I remember when America was great before this virus, but now after this virus, well, you know, the best has kind of come and gone. Or we say things like, you know, I remember when my social life was what it was, when there were sports, when everything was going on, and, and, and that was the past, and, and the best was then, but, but it will never be the same. Nothing ever good will really ever happen again. Or we say, you know, the economy was just so good back in February, it was the best, everything was really good, and, and, and in the future, eh, you know, who knows what will happen, but it will never be like that. Or we even say about the church, you know, the church, I remember what it was like in February, it was packed, and now there's no people in it this very day, and, you know, I remember that, that was the pinnacle, that was the peak, that was the best, and the future, well, you know, I don't really know what's going to happen with that, but surely the best is just kind of come and gone. From time to time, we all have that ho-hum attitude, and I have that attitude from time to time, too. And when I do, I remind myself of a story that I often like to tell. It's the story of Branch Rickey, and for those of you who don't know that name, uh, Branch Rickey was a famous Major League Baseball executive, a general manager for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And he was largely credited for helping Major League Baseball break the color barrier in the signing of the uh, star baseball player Jackie Robinson back uh, many, many years ago. 
And at the end of Branch uh, Rickey's career as a general manager for the Dodgers franchise, a reporter asked him at the age of 90, Branch, what has been the greatest thrill in your life? And Ricky shared back with the reporter, my greatest thrill in life. Well, it hasn't happened yet. 90 years old, but believed that the best was yet to come. Are you empty today? Surely you are. But the tomb is empty too. And insofar as the tomb is empty too, there has got to be something better that is coming my way and coming your way. And you say, well, Pastor, that's true, at least to some extent while we're here on earth. I imagine things are going to get better after this virus. But what about that thing called death that is coming to each one of us? Is something going to come even more or better after that? And that is a serious question and a question that often remains on many of our hearts. And I was reminded of that question just a couple of nights ago when I was watching some footage on television of a family who had been devastated by the loss of a loved one uh, when their loved one had passed away of the virus in New Jersey. And uh, they were interviewing a spouse as well as children. And uh, the woman on the screen uh, just, just simply said, I, I cannot even imagine or put into words the hollow feeling I have right now. And then she said the word, the word my neighbor said, and the word that Mary Magdalene had been living. She said, I feel so empty. And in that moment, I just wanted to get off my couch and share back with her, the tomb is empty too. The tomb is empty too. And if the tomb is empty too, we have hope, yes, for life here on earth, but even beyond death in heaven. That's the hope of Easter, the turning ahead, the looking beyond to the better day that is coming on earth, yes, but also in heaven. Some 150 years ago now, the great Danish philosopher and theologian Soren Kierkegaard told a story about the hope of God that exists out ahead of us. It was a simple story, a parable about a young child who grew up on a farm. And the child had never seen the circus before. And this boy was so excited because the circus was said to be coming to town. And so he asked his parents, could I have a little bit of money to go see the circus? And his parents gave him some money and he went off into town to be able to watch the circus for the first time. Well, in those days, the circus didn't just advertise itself uh, like it does up in Hertz Arena and you come at a certain time. Uh, the circus would build enthusiasm for itself and advertise itself uh, by doing a little parade into town, by giving people a glimpse or a preview of what was to come. So, you know, they would send out some acrobats. They wouldn't be doing any tricks, but they would be out there. And uh, they would uh, allow you to see the lion and the tiger. They wouldn't be out from the cage. They would be inside their cage, but you could see them. And uh, the clowns were there, too. And when the boy was seeing all of this preview to the circus, he was just so enamored and so excited. 
but he had never seen a circus before, and he had actually thought that that was the circus. And so he pulled out of his pocket the money his parents had gave him, and he gave his circus money to a clown, thinking that he had seen the circus. And what the great philosopher Soren Kierkegaard said about that story was this. Don't ever let some clown tell you that the best of what God has in store for your life has already come. Don't ever let some clown tell you that the best of what God has in store for your life is back there or in some old tomb or in some previous day or before the virus or before whatever happened, happened. Don't let some clown tell you that. Instead, some of the best blessings that God has for each and every one of us are out ahead. The Brinks truck of God's blessings has gone before us. Are we ready for it to unload? You know, the tomb is empty too. I'll close this morning with a personal and pastoral word for all of you. I know that in just a few moments after you turn off your computer or after you power down your iPad or your cell phone following the conclusion of this message, you will re-enter a very dark world. You will enter a troubling world. And there will be moments in the days and weeks ahead when you will feel darkness, you will feel despair, you will be lonely. Yes, there will be dark moments of the soul when you will feel nothing other than empty. And when those empty moments of the soul come your way, Take a deep breath and remind yourself of one thing. The tomb is empty too. And insofar as the tomb is empty too, God's hope is yours, both now and for eternity. Amen.